Don't be afraid. Record my ass. Okay, so I hated. I'll be a little cam boy. I hated the people in this fucking movie. Okay. <laughs> hated them. Okay, so first of all, hi everybody, and welcome to Bottom Brigade Talks Horror. We are back. It's been a while. Um, just a little while. Just a little while. I mean, a little con- bit. Conflict. You know. Time. You know, everybody's been busy. It's all Gucci Gang. It's whatever. Um, so we just did as above, so below, uh, what'd you guys think of this movie now that you know exactly how, or what, well, what I thought of the people in this movie. (laughs) Mm, The people were terrible. The plot was not well thought out. Nothing was explained. I did not like it. Well, I picked the movie, so I like it. (laughs) I don't know why though. I think it's mainly just my claustrophobia that attracts me puts me in that like uncomfortable place yes yes and that was actually one of the biggest scare factors of this movie i think really claustrophobia is a bitch soul (laughs) i know (laughs) i have claustrophobia but it didn't bother me with this film i suffocated just watching this bitch (laughs) i don't know what it was that scared me but i went into this movie being like okay it's about the paris catacombs i got this not gonna be scary scariest one yet for me it, it was really? yeah no oh. there was just something about the unknown and i think because i did all of my research before watching a movie i knew what happened on each floor so and there were just so many jump scares yeah actually looking Everything up was like quick looking up videos about the the story and the plot about it like i realized how much more interesting the story is like knowing that stuff <laughs> exactly but yeah if it just doesn't watch explain the movie it, it sucks yeah. But if you actually look into it, it's it's a very good idea, very good story. But like, if you just watch it, no. <laughs> okay, so let me just say, I loved this movie. I absolutely loved this movie because Yay. this is one of my most like intriguing. As the skeptic and the science motherfucker that I am, who who is a absolute naturalist i don't believe in anything supernatural whatsoever this story in and of itself intrigues the fuck out of me and it always has that's because you're a satanist and it has to do with hell i am not a fucking (laughs) satanist (laughs) i'm not a satanist hail satan Uh, (laughs) get some subliminal messages going on hail satan i'm not a satanist hail satan (laughs) notice me senpai (laughs) no but you know being the like the naturalist that I am, where nothing of the supernatural, like ghosts, none of it, I, I don't believe in any of it. S- stories like these that are well documented do intrigue me, and they're really cool. Now, one thing I do not like about this movie, and it's sheerly because of my like, I guess, pet peeviness, whatever. I didn't like the found footage aspect of it because it gave me a headache. Yeah, it yeah. those always give me a headache. Found footage. Yeah, and the claustrophobia was real. Oh my god, <laughs> I was literally gasping for breath watching these stupid motherfuckers, and I do mean that literally. That's one of the reasons why I hate the motherfuckers in this movie. Um, 
while they were going crawling through those bones and shit, yeah, I literally <laughs> almost died. Almost died. And that was actually pretty scary to me. If I was in that, I... <laughs> Soul, can you even camp? I'm going camping like two weeks from now, okay? I can camp. <laughs> camping in a camper does not count. I'm actually in a building, thank you very much. That's not camping. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so not camping. <laughs> is it on a campground? Yes, therefore, camping. It's it's glamping <laughs> in a treehouse, but I mean, technically, yes, camping would be in a tent, in my opinion. I'm trying to figure out if there's a spider on my ceiling. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, there's one in the corner over here, just chilling, chilling. But that's not camping, Soul. That's, that's really not camping. Okay, uh, they campgrounds have bathrooms in them. I don't. Like is it considered dogs. camping when you're taking a shit? What? What? <laughs> you you said you. <laughs> what? You said that is it in a campground? Then it's camping. Well, they have toiletries in campgrounds, like bathrooms and shit. When you're taking a shit, are you considering that camping, or are you taking a shit? Uh, well, I mean the. People can shit while camping. <laughs> I think you mean you don't I think poop you mean you having a toilet. <laughs> How can you just not poop? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> Are you trying to say like is there a building that's designated as the bathroom or is it just no, like, like a okay, bush? When you're at a campground and you're taking a shit. Are you considering the process of taking the shit camping, or are you ta- are you considering the process of taking a shit taking a shit? I'm still not connecting <laughs> the dots here. Oh, so as above, so below. <laughs> yeah. All right. Does anyone have anything they would like to add before we get into this movie? Uh, my brain's a mush from that conversation. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the spider. Oh, you're alive. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, in the opening scene, there is a bus just crossing over the Iranian border, and a woman uh, named Scarlett, who is portrayed by Perdita Weeks, is speaking into her camera, and she's saying she has come to Iran to search for a piece of history uh, about to be lost in a hidden catacomb that is about to be demolished by the government. She tells the camera that she understands that she is putting herself in great danger and potential execution by the Iranian authorities by trespassing where she doesn't belong. Uh, But slyly notes, they'll have to catch me first. And then uh, she goes to the home of Rezma, or Reza, played by Hamid Javadin. Rezma dick. Rezma dick. (laughs) And this is a man who is willing to help her. His home actually has access to the catacomb. Uh, Scarlet wants to enter. Reza tells her they have to be quick as the government cannot see them and the demolition is going to happen very soon. Now, can I just uh, add that this was pretty well done. Like, those catacombs looked pretty awesome. The first ones, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm just saying, it looked really cool. And yeah, they were uh, pretty cool when they were destroyed. Too. <laughs> um. Anyway... Scarlet and Reza go down, but notice soldiers are all down there as well. Uh, They hide and wait until they pass by. Reza wants to leave in fear of his family, but Scarlet begs for a few minutes. Leaving her hiding spot, they find the inscription Scarlet was looking for. She begins to read it, and it's like, what kind of creature was that? 
that statue? Like a bull? A bull, yeah. Yeah, it was like a bull. And it was really cool looking. Um, she then takes a chisel to it, uh, and Scarlet counters that they are going to blow it up anyway, because Reza is like freaking out a little bit. And um she knocks it away to find that bull statue. Like it, it's like an inscription that she like hacks away at, and then they find that bull statue. And uh, they call it the Rose Key, and it's covered in markings, and Scarlet begins to read them as Siren's Wail. The blast is imminent, and Reza tells her that they need to leave, but Scarlet refuses, saying this was what her father spent his entire life searching for. Hold on. (laughs) My contact is burning. (laughs) See, this is why you wear glasses. Fuck you. I don't want glasses. Nerd. Uh, Reza runs away and Scarlet says she will be right behind him. She quickly captures the rest of the statue on film. So she's like basically uh, recording it so that she can look at it later. And uh, she quickly runs away and then like the explosions go off and she dodges the debris all around her and nearly gets lost. Thankfully, she sees the entrance where she first went in and Reza drags her out. Scarlet tells him that she got the markings on film and now has the next step to finish her father's work. Reza cautions so, her. On, on her way out of there, she saw a hanging man. Who oh, shit. Was that's actually right. Her father. She yeah. did. Yeah. It was just like a illusion of like her father hanging appeared. It blew up. Yeah. 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 Sign <laughs> number one to um, get the fuck out. <laughs> so, um. She tells him that she got the markings on film and now has to, or now has the next step to finish her father's work. Reza cautions her against looking for the Philosopher's Stone. Now, I want to stop for a second because I have a um, issue that is totally unrelated to this movie and this podcast. Oh, no. Is the first Harry Potter book called The Sorcerer's Stone or The Philosopher's Stone? The big debate. I love this. The name is different depending on where you are. Okay, so because I have seen book covers that say the Philosopher's Stone and I've seen book covers that say the Sorcerer's Stone. Now, the movie calls it the Sorcerer's Stone, correct? I think, yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck is it? How was it originally made? What was the original title of the book? Yeah, I think the original was Philosopher's Stone, and I'm trying to think back to the books I had in my house. I'm pretty sure it was Philosopher's Stone. So why did they change it? I don't know. (laughs) And the big debate, Sol, I'm guessing that a lot of people debate this? Yes, a lot of people. Where do you stand? Are you Team Philosopher or Team Sorcerer? I'm Team Screw Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) As am I, but... I, I've never read the books. Uh, I've only seen one movie. And the world seems interesting, but not interesting enough for me to watch it all. <laughs> so at this point, we cue the title sequence. <laughs> Quick switch there. <laughs> yeah. My apologies. If you... Can you guys hear the lawnmower in the background? I can. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, then that's cool. We are, wow, we are sidetracked on this one. This is going to be a great episode. Um, Very long. I'm cutting none of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So later. Even the beginning there? Huh? Even the beginning there? I'm not cutting shit. Okay. (laughs) So 
Later, Scarlett is being interviewed by her cameraman, Benji, uh, played by Edwin Hodge. She explains her mission to locate the Philosopher's Stone, a famed item of supposed myth that could turn base metals into gold and grant, uh, who possessed it eternal life. Now, that is not the story of the Philosopher's Stone that I recall. Um, Are you getting this from Harry Potter? Fuck Harry Potter, no! <laughs> so can't it only be used? That, yeah. 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 But I always knew it as what, what they do in the, in the movie. It's, it's like a healing stone. Sorry, to go back to, it changes sorcerer because sorcerer was a more exciting word and no one in America knows what a philosopher is. <laughs> is that really what it says yeah i've seen now several articles saying that they changed it because sorcerer is just a better word and americans don't know what a philosopher is i mean are they wrong <laughs> oh my god that is great um as for about the philosopher's stone i know all my information on it from formel alchemist so <laughs> <laughs> Edward. No. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't. I don't get it though. Does it just heal you, or does it give you eternal life? So, according to this story, it grants eternal life. But the story that I know is that it heals wounds, or it can resurrect the dead. <laughs> but I, I've never heard the eternal life thing until this. And that's so confusing because, like, the, she also says that it can't raise the dead, but then it does raise the dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Because it's the greatest taboo. You're not supposed to. <laughs> I know better taboo. <laughs> anyway, Benji asks her about her father and how his work possibly led to his suicide. Scarlet is reluctant to talk about him and deflects from giving deep answers. So Scarlet and Benji are now in Paris, France. They go to the home of Nicolas Flamel, a famed alchemist who was purported to have the stone and used for immortality. Um, I didn't know anything about this. Uh, again, this story intrigued me, but not enough for me to actually do extensive research on back whenever I first heard it. So... I don't really know much about it anyway, but from what I heard, it had nothing to do with immortality. But they got to his crypt, and Scarlet explains that grave robbers opened the caskets of Flamel and his wife, hoping to find the stone, but both were empty and everything, uh, including the bodies, just adding to their myth. So Scarlet says that the location of the stone was said to be hidden in code on the gravestone of Flamel, but she is unable to translate the language, but she knows someone who can. So Scarlet and Benji, we cut to the next scene or whatever, and Scarlet and Benji are breaking into a church, you know, like you do, because, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I thought that's like was his workstation. Oh, sorry, no, that's George. Yeah, yeah, George doesn't work there. No, George doesn't he broke work in there, there he, so that he could fix the bell without people yeah. knowing that he. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because apparently he breaks into places and fixes shit, <laughs> which is so stupid. <laughs> right. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. Thank Get you. Get your head out of your ass. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Like, I hate that so much. Like when Look the bell Jesus starts over going here. off. 
so he was like oh yeah it's the first time that people have heard the bell in like over a hundred years so and i was like do you know how annoyed all those people are probably <laughs> right right Rent just went down <laughs> all those apartments no why do you think they haven't fixed it <laughs> so anyway yeah they're in the church to find uh george who is um less happy to see her than she is him uh, telling Benji that the last time he and Scarlet were together, he got locked up in a prison in Turkey. And <laughs> Scarlet tells him she found the rose key and needs to translate it for her. And I feel they don't take very much time to explain the most important thing on my mind for the rest of the fucking movie after this scene. Why were they in prison in Turkey? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That was the only question I wanted answers for. And they didn't answer it. Anyway, probably doing some shit that she pulled like in the museum later on. Not true. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, she found the rose key and needs him to translate it for her. George realizes she went to Iran alone and is uh, like upset that she put herself in that much danger. George finishes fixing the clock and they go outside to hear them ring for the first time in 284 years. George looks at Scarlet and says, I'll help you translate it, but that's it. That's not it. Uh, that's <laughs> never it, because he's a yeah. simp. <laughs> and she's a bitch. So, but I agree, Teagues. That was the first thing I said. I was like, so these people haven't heard the, or haven't had to deal with this thing for 284 years, and all of a sudden now they have to listen to it every fucking hour? What a dick. <laughs> like, you are an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, when night falls, they go back to uh, Flamel's tomb and look at the grave marker. They try to translate several markings, but go nowhere. Uh, Scarlet deduces they have to look at the back of the stone, and they turn it over, and George is freaking out because, oh, we're going to go to prison again, blah, 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 blah. And uh, they find nothing. However, she thinks it's, a hit, it's hidden via chemical reactions. So she mixes up some... Uh, chemicals and then lights it revealing a message on it and they now have their next clue like we're watching national fucking treasure <laughs> okay i don't know much about chemistry i am not very chemically inclined however i don't think this is a thing no i really don't M maybe on like like in national treasure maybe that's possible but I don't think you can do it on a fucking stone. Okay. Watch could, me, bitch. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Um, anyway, I got major national treasure vibes from that. I don't know if anybody else did. I don't know if anybody else has seen that movie. No. No? How have you not seen National Treasure? I have. What? Is this just like an American movie? <laughs> or just an old movie? It's not that old. It's from like 2001. Not so that old. So That's before I was born. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> God, so <laughs> we're so old, right? <laughs> right, we are so old. Wait, I see that. I from never think about that. Oh, 2004. Okay, it's from 2004. See, it's not that old. You were born. Okay, <laughs> I was two. You were four. Oh, two. <laughs> four. <laughs> You're great at math. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, you were born when that movie came out. <laughs> okay. But it's got uh it's got uh uh uh, Jason uh Earls, Cage. I'm sold. It's got what? Okay, so I have seen it. I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I may have seen that. I'm not sure. What is? What did you say? Oh, that the two people in it most likely to know are Nicolas Cage and Jason Earls. Who's Jason Earls? He's Jackson from Hannah Montana. Oh my god! That dude? Yeah! So! Yeah? Jason Earls is? Well, now I do, but (laughs) I know him from a different thing. (laughs) Anyway, so Benji, Scarlett, and George look at a map trying to find a place to access where they need to go. They figure out that in the old days, the olden days, uh, people (laughs) believe... you were a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, People believe that hell was 741 feet down from Earth. Now, um, this is actually true, and I don't know where that number comes from. Uh, I don't know why people thought it was 741 feet down. Maybe it just rhymed with... Maybe, I, I guess. Uh, but they needed to be halfway between Earth and Hell underneath Flamel's tomb uh, in order to find the stone. So Scarlet realizes that the catacombs are the only place low enough, but Benji notes that it is not far enough down. However, George remembers that in three spots around Paris, uh, land cave-ins had caused 100 feet of ground to collapse inward. One of those points is near Flamel's tomb. So Scarlet realizes there must be a hidden catacomb in there. And uh, I mean, sinkholes exist. I don't really know how this would make you deduce that there is a catacomb, but you know, whatever. Um, Benji and Scarlet go on a sanctioned catacomb tour. Scarlet points out to Benji exactly where they would have to enter, but it is too closed off for access normally. Uh, a teenage boy nearby tells her to find um, Papillion. Is that his name? Papillon. 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 There's no L. Papillon. Papillon. <laughs> okay. Papillon. Oh, oh, it's a French name. My fucking bad. It, is. Um, it means butterfly. It means butterfly. Um, <laughs> uh, to be their guide. So the tour guide sees Benji and Scarlet are traveling behind or are trailing behind and uh, urges them to get back to the group. When Scarlet looks back, the goy is the goy, the boy, <laughs> the goy, the goy, the goy, the goy is gone. It's um, like Groove from Despicable Me. So the boy oh. is gone. He's just like vanished. And the tour guide doesn't seem to even remotely recognize that he was even there. Sign number two. Okay. And me me counting these is uh, going to be important later. Okay, that's sign number two. Okay, yeah. So Benji, George, and Scarlet go to a nightclub where uh, Papillon or Papillon, Papillon. in French <laughs> is at. Uh, ben, I refuse to call him Papillon. It's Papillon. Okay. <laughs> oh. I mean, he dies anyways. Who cares? <laughs> Sorry to all of our French listeners, all zero of you. <laughs> Benji notices a strange girl that locks eyes with him intently. Scarlet tells uh, Papillon about the hidden catacomb, and though is unconvinced initially, uh, is finally swayed when promised half of the treasure in the hidden catacomb. Uh, he tells them he will lead them. So the next day, the group gets ready their gear, and among the group is Papillon's friend, uh, Suxi. Susie. Susie. No, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> I am going to pronounce these names as they are in English. Okay. Oh my Susie god. 
<laughs> Her name is Suxi, okay? Oh my god. Okay. I mean, she dies too, so. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And uh, <clears throat> Zed, right? Yeah. You got that one at least. So proud of you. Uh, well, I mean, it it's Z-E-D, so I mean. But in French, the letter Z is pronounced Zed, right? Hello. Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when they're saying their alphabet, they're like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V. That's not, that's w, not X, French. Y, Zed. That's not French. That's Canadian. <laughs> oh, so it's or you guys who are British. Or British. But I say Z. But everyone else says Zed, yes. Oh, okay. So, um, we'll just call him Zed. asked me to do the French alphabet because I haven't had to recite that since, like, grade six. Bonjour, wee oui, wee. Oui. No, that's <laughs> definitely not it. You just said hello, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hello, yes, yes. <laughs> so Benji asks about uh, Papa Leon's scar on his hand. Uh, Zed says that they don't talk about that. Uh, and then as they prepare, George reminds Scarlet that he is not going with them. And he, he keeps uh-huh. insisting that he's not going. Uh-huh. He's going. Yeah. In case you haven't guessed. But still, Scarlet convinces him to at least follow them to the entrance. Um, when they get there and they're like in some kind of like under under the bridge tunnel or whatever, uh, Benji turns on cameras on each of their lights so they can record everything that happens. Uh, George sees the small hole in the ground uh, that they are going to go through and box at what they are doing. Uh, as they enter one by one, George is still the uh, very against going. Like, he is very against going. Uh, and this right here scared the ever-loving shit out of me. <laughs> Suddenly, a police officer out of fucking nowhere. I know! I was, like, <laughs> so terrifying. Like, they didn't say anything. They just body-check someone. Yeah. <laughs> he just darts. Fucking tackles them. Yeah, he just tackles uh, Pap. And they, they, like, do, like, this scuffle. And, you know, they're in a tunnel. You would think they would have seen him, right? It was black. It was pretty dark. Uh, I guess. But, like, this scared the shit out of me. And (laughs) normally jump scares do not scare me. But this one got me. Like, it really got me. Um, So the group along with George, because now George has to go, um, they flee into the tunnel in a panic. And uh, Pap soon follows and pops a smoke grenade so that the cop will not follow them. Uh, I don't understand exactly how that deters a cop from following you. Just um, go with it. Sure. Harder for him to see in the... I, I guess. There's there's literally only one way to go. <laughs> um, but anyway, now that they're free from the cop, they begin to go to work. Scarlet apologizes to George uh, for him being there, but George doesn't want to hear it. He's pissed. He's very pissed. Rightfully so. Um, he told her many times that he didn't want to be here, and yet here he is. So the group begins to go down the catacombs. They stop at a split path, and uh, Pap notices that the left path, which they would have to swim to, is a cool room, but not the way that they are going to. They take the right path and continue on. As they walk, they hear some kind of like disturbing chanting, and they look through some openings in a nearby rock, that they that they see and they see a group of women in some sort of ritual um i saw during my research that stuff like that actually does happen 
Yeah. So there it's really are common. weirdos. There, it's quite common for there being rituals happening in the catacombs. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Love that. Continue. Yeah. It, it was a very creepy scene. It, it looked like something out of a fucking like cult. Um, but Pat notes that there are plenty of crazy people that come down here. Uh, Benji looks in and a woman gazes at him intently. He recognizes her from the club and is freaked out. Sign number three, okay? Yeah. As they come to another crossroads, Pap tells that they have to take a path where they will have to crawl over a path of bones. Benji says that he will not do it. Uh, he's freaked the fuck out. And Scarlet points out another path and says it will save the group hours. Pap says, absolutely not, as that path is bad. It's bad. Scarlet continues to argue, but Pap tells her he knows the catacombs better than she ever will. Furthermore, he, Zed, and uh, Susie had a friend named Mole uh, who took that path out of eventual curiosity, and they never saw him again. Like, he was never to be seen again. <clears throat> Sign number four. George talks to Scarlet and tells her that Pap knows what he is doing, and she can be a little bit more patient if it means keeping everyone safe. The group moves through the path. However, Benji gets stuck, and this is where my claustrophobia kicked in, okay? Yeah. Benji gets stuck and begins to suffer claustrophobia, which, you know, I would have too, uh, because I'm fat, and that, <laughs> that would have not been good for me. But Scarlet works several minutes to calm him down. Okay, now, we need to talk about this really quick, because <laughs> she keeps saying... You, you've got this. Just come on. Just move. Just come. Just come. <laughs> and he's sitting there screaming, just get the fuck out of the way. Just get out of the way. Get out How of does the she way. Not understand that like sitting right in front of him is not going to help him. Yeah. Move. <laughs> like she is sitting right in front of him trying to calm him down. And all he is saying is get out of the way so that he can go. And she's not having it. Bitch, get <laughs> exactly. out the fucking way. <laughs> because she's a dumb bitch. And she, she also kept saying, go back. Yeah, like go to back. move back a little bit. And it's yeah. like, no, you move forward. <laughs> yeah. He, he keeps screaming at her to move forward. And she's just, oh my God. Wow. I, I would have killed her as soon as I got out of there. <laughs> like, she would not have made it to the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. <laughs> would not have made it. Anyway, uh, his actions as he's like frantically screaming that something's biting him and he's being terrified and everything. I don't really think anything was biting him. I think it was just his claustrophobia. Um, Which it, the actor actually did have claustrophobia. Oh, really? Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> did we just unlock a fun fact? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was George, right? No. Oh, it was Benji. Benji. Oh, oh Benji. sorry, sorry. Oh, so Holy George God, no. actually has claustrophobia. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the ben... main reason why he didn't want to go under the caves is because of what happened in his past. That's ah. like, Sorry, that I didn't mean no. to bring up for the wrong character. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. We unlocked a fun fact. Uh-uh. Yeah, so uh-uh. Ben Feldman, Fieldman, who is George, actually did suffer from claustrophobia and had to take breaks. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, but his actions as he's kicking and screaming and everything, it causes the tunnel to collapse and he barely makes it through alive. Okay. So when the six of them look around, uh, okay, he wasn't the last one to go through. <laughs> did anybody else notice that? No, but I'm glad you did. 
he was not the last one to go through and it collapses around him and he barely makes it through. Yeah. Just found that a little, you know, inconsistent, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so when the six of them look around, it appears that they are in the same place that they had just came from, but there is no other way to keep going, but the bad path. Uh, so basically they went through all of that and now they're back in the very same spot mm-hmm. and they're like questioning that. And, Pap is like, this was a straight shot. There's no way that we made a turn. So, you know, <clears throat> sign number five. <laughs> um, but the rest of the group overrules him as they say that they have to go through the bad path. Uh, and they really have no other, no other option. There was no other option. I mean, unless you say, you know, uh, leave. Um, <clears throat> but whatever, you know. <laughs> but there was no way out. They, they could have left back the way they came it collapsed no because like they they ended in the original room so yeah. they could have gone back the original so way that they, they, they came in could have like aborted the mission i don't think there was i think it showed that like it, there was no other way except really the bad oh, way. okay yeah. i must have missed that anyway so they they walk through um and they see a graffiti symbol much like the one that pap had tagged earlier uh scarlet confronts him over this Uh, But he denies ever being in this part of the catacombs. Sign number six. Um, And we're going to have signs back to back here. So suddenly they hear a phone ringing in the fucking catacombs. (laughs) Sign number seven, eight, nine, and fucking ten. Okay? (laughs) They hear a, and it's not like a cell phone. It's not like a uh, a walkie-talkie phone. No, fucking landline. It's a full blown fucking landline phone. Okay. No, no, no. You you have to go even more back. Not just landline. It's one of those dial. Is it dial? Oh yeah, it's a rotary phone. Thank you. It is literally a rotary phone ringing (laughs) in the catacombs. Okay. Especially when they already said that phones like didn't work down there. Yeah, like, okay. that was a huge thing yeah. in the beginning. They were like, oh yeah, don't bring your cell phones. Doesn't work. There's no point. And then but you then have they this. were like, oh, but they used to run phone lines on here. Yeah. So George notes that, that they, he, he notes that they did, there used to be some phone cables down in the catacombs, but they were all taken out. Now, call me crazy, but I don't think the, even if the phone cables were still fucking there, that they'd work. Yeah. And right, also, right. I would not pick up the fucking phone. Right. Maybe that's just my phone anxiety, but I would not pick it up. <laughs> so uh, George sees, uh, so as they continue to hear it, George sees a sign that confirms that they are in the area where the ground collapsed and 100 people dropped to their deaths. So Pap confirms this and that when they went in to fix the problem, 50 more people disappeared. Sign number 11. Okay, so as they continue to walk, they find an old piano, okay? An old... Oh, wait, sorry, pi- sorry. To go back to the phone, does it ever say who was on the other line of the phone when Scarlet picked it I up? I mean, it doesn't say it, but it's I, it's her dad, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was going to say. Because it's her, her dad, dad, and it and she, I think it says, like, uh, why didn't you pick up? Or, like, why don't oh. you call me? Or something like that. Because well, but- she... She they, feels guilt because she didn't pick up when her dad called her before. Yeah, but they, they see the piano before they pick up the phone. Like, this is as they're going to the phone. Do they? Was yeah. it? Yeah. So mm. they, they, like, see this piano, and they note that it's trippy. Uh, and 
George says that he used to have uh, have one just like it and that his brother Danny uh, could play, but the A4 key was broken. So it done, and he starts to play it and then he gets to the A4 key and it is broken and George freaks out asking Scarlett what, ha- what is happening. Okay, sign yeah, number fucking 12. The, the phone is continuing to ring at this point and she goes searching for it, running towards it. She finds the rotary phone sitting on the table. She answers it and hears the like disembodied voice on the other end. She asks who is there, but gets no response. Uh, and I assume that it is her dad, maybe because yeah. it, it he like knows her by name, right? Yeah. Like he says her name. I'm pretty sure. And so she slams the phone down in fright. Uh, and the group then looks further down the path only to be confronted with mole. Okay. So they found mole. Sorry, to go back to the piano, I just <laughs> want to say this was a total waste of money because mm-hmm. I get it was for plot. I get they needed it, but they actually hired people to drag the piano into oh the catacombs. Right. <laughs> for, yeah, for like that five second scene. Yeah, that one <laughs> five second scene, which by the way was sign number 12. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get I get it was an important scene. I get they need to do that to be like it in the catacombs it's surreal how is this piano there but that was like less than a minute you, long you scene. could have picked something else think- that's easier like maybe like a guitar or something yeah, exactly I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah i do think they ended up putting that scene in every single trailer too <laughs> probably <laughs> like imagine being this piano moving company that got that call being like yeah we're making a movie about the paris catacombs and we need you to move this grand piano into the middle <laughs> of the catacombs <laughs> Right. And imagine yeah. how much that must have cost. <laughs> I don't know, but it had to have been a shit ton. Um, so they find Mole, uh, who they had presumed was dead. And um, Mole asks if they are looking for a way out. And the group says yes. And Mole tells them that the only way out is down. Um, so sign number 13. If Mole knows the way out, why the fuck has he been down there this whole damn time? Because he's dead. <laughs> Well, okay, so we know he that lived in the caves, and they, didn't they say that in the beginning that he knew every single tunnel and he was like living down there? Yeah, but that doesn't explain why he was still in the bad one. No. So, like, we know he's dead. They should fucking know he's dead. Well, I th- when they see him, like everyone starts freaking out. It's like, well, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. But yeah, well, and he, he does. Like, I remember the one guy asked, uh, like Papillon, like, you know, this is your friend, and he was like, yeah, but he's different. Yeah. So um, he directs them to a well and they begin to set up uh, grappling hooks to go down it. Um, As George is going down, Benji preps to go down next. However, his rope breaks and he falls until he smashes into George. In the process, he hurts his hands badly. uh, So Scarlet bandages them up. Okay. I think it's good enough now to where we're going to start getting into um, the uh shit that these people do that are so utterly stupid that (laughs) they should have seen this all coming 13 signs ago okay like we're there so i can cop stop cop i can stop counting the signs now because at this point every situation that these people get into could have been avoided okay they all could have been avoided. And I will, exp- every time we get to a situation, I will explain how this could have been avoided. Okay? So. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> when all six are down, 
they walk down a narrow corridor with an opening in the middle where water is flowing, okay? Suddenly, the noise around them distorts, making it hard for them to hear. And it's kind of like they're in a mute zone, like they have like ear plugs in or some shit. Um, Or like they're underwater. Yeah, yeah, like they're underwater, Uh, only to be replaced with loud banging noises right after. In the confusion, one of their cameras catches an image of a small child. Now, they don't see this small child, but we do, okay? So I I won't call them stupid for this one because we saw it, they didn't, okay? At the end of the path, there appears to be another dead end. However, George and Scarlet find some carvings in the stone and realize it is like an Egyptian tomb, and they have to press the right stone uh, to get entrance. So it's like uh, old, like an ancient basically combination lock uh using the inscriptions they have they correctly guess the right stone and the door opens and it it has something to do with the planets and all of that and they're like wait 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 what what year was this so there's eight planets so we need to do this one if they would have picked the wrong one it would have just collapsed on them yeah and so like we see how many planets we have in our solar system eight and then they say but wait there was nine according to them back then Okay, and then they were like, wait, 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 was this before or after this? And they were like, before. So there would have been seven planets because the Earth was not considered a planet, you know, shit like that. And then so they finally did guess the right one. Um, If we were ever in a situation like that, I would just accept death. (laughs) (laughs) So the group enters and finds a well-preserved corpse in uh, Templar armor. So he's basically like a crusader essentially that's pretty much what he is he's a crusader um so scarlet sees inscriptions on the wall that prove that her search is not a wild goose chase uh the stone is real on a hunch she makes the group uh turn off their lights seeing a light coming Mm. from the floor Mm, not with that dead body in there (laughs) right (laughs) so i i will admit that i would have uh First and foremost, I would not be in this position right now because I would have <laughs> backed the fuck away at sign number one. Uh, but if I was this far into the situation, I would have turned out the lights because I, you know, I get the fuck out of there. But yeah, if if there was no signs that this was, you know, terrible and we were in this position trying to find this stone and there had been no signs before this, I would have turned off the lights. Why not? It's just a fucking dead body. You know, anyway, uh, <laughs> So uh, they find or they turn off their lights and they see a light coming from the floor. She discovers an underwater uh, like tunnel that she crosses over. Uh, she go- so she goes underwater and goes through this tunnel. Uh, in it, she finds a treasure room and a wall with markings. The rest of the group come over and, of course, are overjoyed despite the hardships that they are now rich. No, you're fucking not. Okay. Have you never seen a pirate treasure movie? Yeah. Okay. All of that treasure is behind a, like, cell door. Okay. You're not getting through that without death. Okay. You're just not. Also, we're trapped underground right now. Yeah. How do you plan to get all that shit out of there? Right. Exactly. Take something in your bag. But, like, (laughs) you could pull a leprechaun and just swallow it. Which is exactly why the floor they were on is the floor of greed. Yeah. Oh, nice. I also don't understand what led her to realize that it was a trap. She's like doing her thing, looking at the wall, sees the stone or whatever. I I mean, common sense fucking told me that it was a trap. 
I mean, me too. But it's, <laughs> I just feel like, why? Why didn't I? Don't know. It's just like too late. Why? Why didn't she say something before? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, hey, that's a trap. Don't touch it. <laughs> um. So Scarlet is looking at the wall and relates a myth about the birth of the sun and his envy of his parents' love. And this is about where I started drooling of boredom <laughs> because she went on and on and on about this story. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, it bored me. So she finds the philosopher's stone and she, oh, what, chip- she believes it to be. Yeah. She believes it to be anyway. And she chips it out of the wall. Uh, she finds it funny that priceless art, the priceless artifact is right next to such uh, treasure. Uh, her face goes white. It's a trap. She scr- oh, so that's what it was. Okay, so she realized that the treasure was to distract them from the, from stone, the stone, and it was to cause them to go after the treasure so that they wouldn't get to the stone, so that they would be encased in the wall or in the roof. Uh, so she pulls a uh, Star Wars um, and says, it's a trap, and she sc- but she screamed too late, and uh, Pap has just broken off the door of the treasure room, which causes a uh, cave-in to occur. And the group is all shook up, but alive. Uh, they have to drag out uh, Susie from the rubble. And she got uh, like a cut, like a severe cut on her arm in the process. And uh, Scarlet then proceeds to use shavings from the Philosopher's Stone and heals her to the shock of the group, realizing that Mole had apparently been killed in the cave. So Mole was still down there, and he had apparently been killed in the cave-in. Is that right? He just disappears. They don't know what happened to him. Well, yeah, I mean, but... He appears later. Well, I mean, yeah, and that, you know, was the, this is where they start making stupid decisions. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, stupid decisions after all of the signs that should have deterred them away from this in the get-go. But so now they're trying to find a new way out and Scarlet and George find a new opening and begin to crawl through. George finds an inscription and Scarlet translate it, translates it as uh, abandon all hope. Ye who enter. enter here, which is supposedly what is transcribed uh, at the top of the gates of hell. So abandon all hope. Ye who enter here. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that as a tramp verse. stamp. <laughs> I will abandon all hope. <laughs> Zaddy. Uh, oh, <laughs> why do you sound like a JoJo character? <laughs> <coughs> so, uh, <coughs> Pap is really freaked out by this point, but uh, once again, they have no choice but to go through the path that they have. Um, when they come out on the other side, they realize it looks like the room they had just exited. But everything is upside down and or opposite. Pap then sees the way they came in has disappeared completely. He asks Scarlet if they are dead in hell. And Scarlet just says no. Like nothing else. Thanks, Scarlet. No Big explanation. <laughs> just no. <laughs> and then Susie sees Mole, who should Susie. not be there. Okay. Should I decide that I would not be in this situation because I would pout. And on the very first floor, be like, no, you guys go along. You guys go get killed. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to play with the rocks a bit. <laughs> Playing some dirt. <laughs> if you're not back in like 24 hours, I'm just going to leave. Eh. 24 hours? <laughs> yeah. You would sit there for 24 hours? 
rocks are pretty exciting there, Soul. Okay? You know, like, I'm yeah. just going to point out that at this point, when uh, the the first, okay, sign by sign number two, I would have just sat there for 24 hours and played with fucking rocks, okay? I'm not going any farther. <laughs> I would have went shit. home. <laughs> I'll go hang out with the chanting ladies. Go learn their story. I don't know. Yeah, let's go. You know what? I would honestly do the same. I would go sit with the chanting ladies and I'd be like, you know what? You guys might be cool. Let's let's do this. So I'm introverted as hell, (laughs) but there's no way I would have went into the very first like whole tunnel. No, that would have been the end. Right. Have fun. Get your treasure. (laughs) Do your thing. I'm going to go sit with these ladies. (laughs) Exactly. So um, Susie sees Mole and is startled by him. And she starts to, like, creepily approach him because he's just, you know, sitting there with or standing there with his head down and he's looking really fucking creepy, twitching. And uh, she keeps creeping and, like, inching towards him and everybody's sitting there going, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say this as politely and as calmly as I can. Don't fucking do it, you dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? Oh no, she moved closer. She did it. Ah! <laughs> so she tries to go up to him to see if he's okay. And she, when she barely touches him, he flips out, grabs her by the throat and bashes her skull into the ground. And it scared oh, the shit out of me. <laughs> scared the shit out of me. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. Terrifying. I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't know it was going to happen to that fucking extent. Okay. Scared the shit out of me. So as they go to try to help uh, Susie, Mole disappears. Pat begs Scarlet to use the stone to heal Susie, but it doesn't work because she is already dead. Okay. So Pat- this was all floor seven, which is violence. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Man, teach That was you, very southern. You getting this <laughs> shit. Sorry, I should, I should explain <laughs> that where it's coming from is the, is it Dante's Inferno? Yes. Is that what yes. it's called? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the nine circles of hell. So each floor in the catacombs mm-hmm. represents each of the nine circles of hell. So obviously we're on circle slash floor seven. Yeah. Um, so the stone doesn't work because she's already dead. And uh, Pap is heartbroken and the group has to keep going. So as they begin to walk, Scarlet sees a noose hanging only to look again and see that it is gone. Okay. The group realizes that everything they are experiencing now is a mere image of what they have already done. And all they are doing is just going deeper down into the earth. So the group finds another well and they grapple down again. Uh, As Benji gets ready to go down, he hears a baby cry. Okay. He then turns the fuck around and yells if anyone is there. (laughs) Dude, go. Okay, you are in you are in a catacomb and you just watched your friend get their head bashed in on the ground. There are no babies down there. There are no babies down there. What in fuck the them fuck? babies? What in the fuck makes you think that there is going to be a baby down there? That's Ashes and Saturday. Where did so. Mole go? Get the fuck out of there. Keep going. Like yeah. you don't know where the fuck he went. There there would be no turning around. There would be no turning around. There would be no questioning it. 
the second I heard that baby cry, I would have yeeted myself down that fucking yep. hole. Yep. <laughs> I don't even care if I was totally hooked up to the rope. I would have yeeted myself down that bitch. Right? Yeah. Okay. This is how you survive. Okay. You, you don't look again and you say, hello, who's there? Is there a baby in distress? Maybe I can help. No, bitch. Mr. Killer Man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You yeet. And I don't mean you just kind of hippity hop on down. No, you dive down that hole. Okay. You go. (laughs) You go straight. Call me Alice. This is about to be Wonderland over (laughs) here. You go straight up Deadpool on a stripper pole. And you (laughs) dive down that thing with your legs hooking onto that rope, and you swirl down that bitch like you are doing a stripper pole dance, okay? That's how you survive. But he, no, this isn't what he does. No, of course not. He yells and asks if anyone is there, and he looks again, and the woman that he had seen over and over again starts screaming and charges at him, and he is startled, and he falls down the hole without his harness, and hits the ground dead. He, <laughs> he did eat himself, but in the wrong fashion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Scarlet is absolutely horrified now that their expedition has now caused two deaths. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone else had seen this or if anyone else did research, but there's a fan theory that the reason he was killed this way is because they think that he, or he being Benji, had a wife or a girlfriend that had a child that he either betrayed or deceived. So they're thinking it's kind of like as a payback revenge right. thing. Oh. I know, I know the rest of their stories because each one of them dealt with something. In the yeah, and like Benji's but... was the only one that you don't know the background. Yeah, of. exactly. Also, pe- some people say that like the woman was supposed to be like Marie Antoinette because like the sign behind him when he's killed is the date or something that she dies or oh. did die. Okay. But no information, no idea. <laughs> pure speculation i'm just saying if it had been me in this position granted it wouldn't have been me in this position because i would have gotten out 12 signs ago but um if it had been me in this situation you would have figured out the story because i wouldn't have died here because as soon as i heard that fucking baby crying i would have yeeted myself down that hole without getting startled and i would have survived so can i I just say though that like the whole like them just turning around and leaving well the cops knew they went in there i wouldn't be going back out that way not for a long time. <laughs> so, like, I would prefer it... the cops over death. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot yeah. of them thought that Why they could just get through there and the they knew the ladies. caves, but then all that weird shit just started happening. And it, it got to the point where there was no going back. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's what was crazy to me is like, we have to go deeper to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. At, at this point, there is, there was no going back. Like, you couldn't go back. But, um, we we wouldn't have gotten this far if if this were in, I, I hope any of us like we would have been out i you know what honestly no i would have been out of there the second i saw the cult people okay the second i saw yeah that that would have freaked me the fuck yeah, out yeah the second i saw the cult people i'd have been like nope bitches bye see ya <laughs> so anyway george pulls her along and saying they need to keep moving so they have crossed another path of bones, like they, they go across another path of bones. And as George is going through, he sees a reflection of Danny, his brother drowning. 
He screams and tries to get his brother through the bones. Dude, this happened like 20 years ago. That is clearly not your fucking brother. Move. Traumatizing. (laughs) You know, okay, but this is life or death. You don't have time for this, okay? Like, clearly that is not really your brother, dude. And I'm sorry it happened. Yes, it's a tragedy. But dude, go. Just go, okay? That's not your brother. You can't save your brother. Just, Just go. I don't know, down there and down there for that long, I'd probably get to the point where, like, what the fuck is reality? Like, very true. Uh, I I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, maybe on some things, but seeing my dead brother of 20 years who I knew was dead, you know, trying to get out of the catacombs, I I don't, I don't know (laughs) if I would be that far gone, at least not yet, anyway. Okay. I don't know. It might be like the trauma would make you relive that moment and you would yeah. completely forget the fact that it's been 20 years. So you're just reliving that moment and feel like maybe now you can finally save him. Oh, yeah. I forgot you guys are normal and you <laughs> can experience trauma. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what that's really like. Um, <laughs> so sad. Well, okay. Actually, no, not sad. <laughs> um, but See, okay, so I guess that makes, if it makes sense to you guys, I guess it makes sense to me that you would be reliving that trauma and in the heat of the moment, just you would start panicking. Yeah. Okay, so I, I guess I get that. I um, would be creeped the fuck out. <laughs> to my mind, you know, my ASPD mind, um, the only thing I'm thinking about is getting the fuck out, okay? Self-preservation at its finest. So... I, I guess that's really kind of interesting to hear, um, you know, like the different perspectives. Um, anyway, so Scarlet has to calm him down, reminding him that it isn't real, um, which would have been my, you know, psychopathic <laughs> ass. <laughs> it's not real. Let's go. Okay. And uh, why Why would Danny be I here? I the- love you, but I would punch you. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm going through a moment where I'm reliving a trauma and you're like, okay, no, it's not real. Let's keep going. You are getting punched. Okay. I'm just <laughs> going to say that I will gladly take that punch in this situation. <laughs> if it means saving your life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If it means saving us, I'm, I'm going to take that punch. Fair. <laughs> um, so she Fair reminds. Enough. You probably could just, you know, flip over shoulder. Let's go. Keep moving. <laughs> Um, so she reminds him, why would um, he be down here in the catacombs now? Which is a logical question. Um, so crossing over the path, they see a light in the distance getting closer, and they realize that it is a fire. And at this point, I thought they were just entering hell. But um, no, turns out, as they turn around this corner, they see it is a car on fire with a young man inside who turns and looks at him. They're still the same young man from earlier when they were doing. Yeah. Now they're still. Oh my God. um, Wait, really? Yes. You didn't see trying to figure out who that fucking dude was this whole time. (laughs) You didn't notice that? No, I'm (laughs) stupid. You're not stupid. (laughs) That's why he told them to find. Yeah. And I, I guess that was, you know, on purpose to get Pappy down there. Um, but anyway, uh, I would like to stop for a moment and talk about they're still like actually like this. This was set in catacombs, right? Like they were actually in some sort of catacomb. Yeah, they actually mm-hmm. did film it in the Paris catacombs. Yeah. 
how fucking difficult must it have been to get that car down there? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. I yeah. don't know if they actually did get a full car down there. I'm guessing they did. You think maybe they came out of the catacombs to film that scene? Maybe. I mean, because I mean, it, it did kind of look different. It was already the down there the- from the collapse maybe oh my god so they just <laughs> they just went in there and they said hey there's a car down here let's set the bitch on fire <laughs> yeah i don't think that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> so um the car is on fire with the young man inside of it who was previously uh you know he was the guy who told them to go find pap and uh pap looks at the car and shocks in shock and he screams no it wasn't my fault <laughs> It wasn't my fault. And uh, the boy is implied to be his brother or a close friend. And uh, suddenly an invisible force pulls Pap towards the car. Scarlet and George try to hold him back, but it's no use because they're weak. And uh, Pap is... They're weak. (laughs) (laughs) Pap is pulled into the flaming wreck only for the flaming car to crumble up into a ball and disappear (laughs) <laughs> leaving Pep buried alive with his legs sticking up out of the ground like a fucking I don't know what. I love how they just like kept trying to like that's the caffeine. Here. Yeah, I'm sorry that scared me. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Um how they kept trying to pull his legs out as if like they could actually get him out. And it's like, no, he's gone. There he's done. Yeah. <laughs> you he, can't get him now. There's nothing left. And he's that's not like even a reference at this point. And being buried upside down is a reference to something I can remember. Yeah, exactly it's a reference what, but... to the Dante's Inferno. Virgil, Vigil, gets mm. uh, buried the same exact way. Why? I, I don't know. It's just the punishment that I guess Papillon, Papillon, and Virgil, Vigil get. Why? I don't know. It, it was a way also that they would bury people alive and torture them. People that would. So he's dead. Yeah. And now the only people in the group left are Scarlet, George, and Zed. Uh, as they continue down the catacombs, they see a robed figure, uh, knowing that it can't be anything good. I mean, I hope that they know it can't be anything good. They have to know that it can't be anything good. It's uh, Daddy Satan! <laughs> <laughs> so they hide behind a corner, uh, knowing that they might be dead soon. And George talks briefly to Scarlet. Whatever happens... The week in Turkey was the best week of my life, he tells her. Mine too. That was says. fucking bullshit. Bullshit <laughs> that they included a fucking romance in this shit. He was so pissed off at her at the beginning. Yeah. And, and it just flips completely. No, no. That's your problem with this? Yes. My problem is still people. why the fuck were they in the Turkey prison? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. <laughs> so, um. He says that, and she replies, you know, mine too. Oh my gosh, love. Uh, The three of them look at the robed figure as he sits in a chair. He gets up after a minute and looks at them, and they run. Smartest motherfucking move these motherfuckers have made in this whole damn movie, okay? They take a breather, which, you know, is the the smartest move they made was followed by one of the dumbest moves they made. Um, I was going to say that. (laughs) So they take a breather on a wall that has a stone figure built into the wall. Uh, the stone figure then comes to life and starts attacking them. One Big surprise. Yeah. One of them starts biting George in the neck and Scarlet and Zed drag him away, destroying some of the stone figures in the process. Scar- it was me. I go chomp. <laughs> <laughs> so Scarlet tries to use the stone to heal George, but it is not working. 
and she realizes now that reality is opposite she never had the real stone she has to go back to the wall where she found it put it back to get the real stone she tells zed to watch george while she backtracks to the wall zed is afraid but scarlet tells him if she doesn't go george will die so she starts backtracking through the catacombs all right stop pause because she gets through this way too fucking quick yeah (laughs) yeah i don't care how fast you're running there is no possible way you're getting through this shit that quick it we have been going through these catacombs for almost two hours now and you get back to the very fucking beginning in less than 30 seconds (laughs) okay no not gonna happen but anyway so again they're on supposedly the ninth floor and she goes back to the fourth yeah yeah the fourth yeah. Yes. So she gets all the way back to the fourth floor and they're on the ninth floor. Okay. Um, so at the spot where the water flowed through the floor, uh, it has been replaced with blood and a hand reaches out trying to grab her. Scarlet escapes their grasp. She comes across the hooded figure uh, or a hooded figure hanging from a rope. She believes it is a hallucination of her father and she walks up to it. Why? <laughs> why no <laughs> well i think she realized at that point that they were there and they had to like repent their sin and so that was with her dad okay i guess okay uh, i guess that makes sense but anyway at this point i'm very much familiar with how this movie fucking works and i know that there's about <laughs> to be a jump scare so this one didn't scare me like at all like none what's so freaking ever okay i wasn't looking <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I might have been curled up in the blanket hiding by that. As soon as I saw, uh, as soon as I saw her like wa- walking into the open space before we saw the hooded fish, I was like, I know, I know he's be there. I'm just gonna look away now. Because <laughs> yeah, as usual, Soul and I usually look up the trigger warnings, and there were it says twice that there was a hanging guy, so we were waiting the entire movie for that second time. <laughs> So she takes the hood off and he screams at her with that jump scare and she runs off and finds the wall where she found the stone. She puts it back in place, but she's not sure where the real stone is. So she's looking at the wall and she finds a large gold orb at the center. She wipes some dust off it and sees her reflection. It is not explicitly stated now, mind you. It's it's not really stated, but this reveals to her that her earlier words, as I believe the world to be, so it is, is literal in this mirrored world, that she has the power of the Philosopher's Stone. She's a magical girl. Yeah, so she is the (laughs) Philosopher's Stone. So on her way back to George, she sees a hallucination of her, she sees the hallucination of her dead father hanging from the noose again, and she gets up close and tells her father she's sorry she didn't take his call that night, uh, that he killed himself. She didn't know he was that sick. His image disappears and she runs back to where George and Zed are. Again, way too damn fast for this movie. Okay. So she kills a few of the stone figures along the way. Uh, and she's just like batting them away. Like she literally you know. bitch smacks one of them with the <laughs> yeah, camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just bitch smacks them. Okay. That's and- part of the movie. <laughs> That's one of the two notes I had down. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's one of the two notes you had down. <laughs> yes, the the first one was when she was running back to the like when she was running to the f- fourth floor. She like 
hits one of the I I call them vampire corpses or stone vampires or something. But anyways, he she like smacks one of them in the forehead with the palm ring, and that was my first note. <laughs> so let me get this straight: the only notes you wrote in this entire two and a half hour movie, was I will I will literally hits... read them out for you. Please, please do. Okay, first one: when Scarlet was going. To bring the stone back, she like forehead pushed a stone vampire out of the way, and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I seem to remember by the time we got to the stone vampires, I was curled up, absolutely terrified. <laughs> but then once that scene happened, we like paused the movie and couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. and, and my second one is, and she just bitch smacked another one with the camera, LMAO. <laughs> 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 Anyway, Zed asks if she got the stone, and Scarlet says yes. She then puts her hands on George's neck and kisses him passionately. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, so this, this is the time for necrophilia. Um, <laughs> when she pulls her hands away, his wounds are healed, and he comes back to life. Seeing the stone figure chasing them, they continue deeper into the catacombs. The Philosopher's Stone is not supposed to be able to resurrect the dead. You said this at the beginning, but it did resurrect hi, George. Hi, Who hi. says he was dead? Uh, breather, breather. Uh, Tegan's computer has crashed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they just came into the room and is like, my, my screen is frozen. Oh, and, they, no. and they just <laughs> there. Did you hear them in the background there? I heard them bit. talking, but I didn't hear what they said. Oh, they said that their computer was just going bzzz. <laughs> what? <laughs> we shall wait for Teagues to get back. Okay. okay. I'll actually be right back. I want to fudge. <gasps> I want to fudge Words. <laughs> My legs. Did you say breather? Because like, hey, pause. Yeah. <laughs> just so you're aware, I'm leaving all this shit in. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not good because my booty. Hurt. I don't know. Well, because I normally I like I take the uh, the separate recordings and I put them all together. Oh wait, uh, but I can take just the whole recording. That'll be fine. Yeah. Gucci, we got this. We got this shit. Oh my God, I'm standing up now. Actually, <laughs> welcome I'm back. back. I'm gonna Did have you get one for me. Cut some stuff out here. No, I ain't sharing. Oh, I thought you making were making more work for me. <laughs> I thought you were leaving everything in. I mean, I can't leave this in. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could if anybody wants to like tell a joke or something. <laughs> um. Oh, oh. So, uh, today at work, right? I had this dude come in. Uh. Oh, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm being attacked. <laughs> Uh, and, and he didn't even say any, like, he didn't say hello or anything. He just walked up and he's like, so coffee helps you poop, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess. And he was like, okay, great. I'll get a large latte extra espresso. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you're desperate. I see. So yeah, that was my lovely. I mean, that's why I drink coffee. <laughs> I just need to have just a little bit of lactose. And I will die. I people make drinks at home and put them in like the Starbucks cups, like not the reusable ones, just like the normal cups, because now everyone's going to come to Starbucks and be like, I want this drink. And it's like, we don't fucking have that. <laughs> you bring the ingredients. You bring this vodka. OK, I'll put it in for you. I'm sorry. I'm currently on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where were we? 
I don't even know. She just got back and healed George. Yeah, the the straightness. I had just got she, done saying. Can't hear you. I had just got done saying that she kissed him passionately, right? Yeah. I think. Yes. Okay, that was the last thing I said. Correct. I don't know. Last thing. Teagues, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. It's it's okay. Just go off from what you what you ended on. What did I end know. on? Do we remember? I I, re- I really don't remember. I was too much panicking <laughs> why my laptop was buzzing at me. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> like there was bees in it. So I I think that uh, I ended with the, talking about the passionate kiss. That's so straight. <laughs> okay, and three, two, one. Bananas. Oh my god, he does the same thing. Okay, so we had to leave that in. That was hilarious. (laughs) So, in case you're wondering, we actually had a technical difficulty, so we had to pause for a minute. We've just been sitting here dicking around. Uh, So, anyway, so I said our whole podcast is us just dicking around. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. So, anyway. Uh, we had just got done talking about the passionate kiss. Uh, when she pulls her hand away, his wounds are healed, and he comes back to life. And um, this is a Disney movie now. Yeah, and uh, the philosopher's stone is not supposed to resurrect the dead. They set this in their uh, in the beginning of the movie. Consistency, please. I would like some consistency. Was in he your dead movie. though? Okay, but maybe he wasn't dead. Yeah, he was but pretty dead. He was I don't, pretty fucking dead. I also dead. don't understand. Does it make her eternal or can she heal people or both? I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't really. <laughs> Whatever she so desires. As above, it is so below. Okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, after he comes back to life, they are seeing the stone figures chasing them and they continue deeper into the catacombs. So Scarlet finds yet another well down, but uh, they know that they will not have time to get down in a safe manner before the creatures get to them. So Scarlet is gone, huh? They had no gear at that yeah. point. All yeah, their at this gear point, was they gone. Have no gear. Which, which uh, brings me back to another point. Where did they get all these ropes? They lost their gear in the cave. <gasps> spider, my dungeon. <laughs> are you spider? good? You see a spider? Are we, we going to need to pause it again? <laughs> well, knowing it it's spider on our buzzing around, knowing it's our on our bed, I think so. Wants to kill it. Yep. Yep. Kill the spider. I would rather the catacombs. (laughs) (laughs) I volunteer. You would rather go into these catacombs than deal with a spider. Yes. Okay. These spiders are probably down there. (laughs) Every night I sit up and think about all the things that I have done wrong. So (laughs) I don't think the catacombs got anything on me. Uh, Are we done? Have we killed the spider? I don't know, but just keep going. Okay. Distraction. (laughs) Distraction. (laughs) So, um. Scarlet says that they will have to jump down this particular well. Uh, Zed and George uh, are like, what the fuck? No, we ain't jumping down this bitch. Uh, noting that they could do- doll. Knowing that they could, <laughs> they, could do- <laughs> they could do. Knowing that they could die from a fall like that. However, Scarlet points out everything that they have experienced, and she deduces if that they are actually in a circle of hell, that they are being tormented for their guilt about past incidents. Scarlet is feeling guilty about her father's suicide. Zed had a child that he refused to acknowledge. And George's brother, Danny, drowned when he couldn't get back in time to save him. So Scarlet says if they take a leap of faith and rectify their guilt, they have a chance. If they don't, they're dead anyway. 
So, I mean, at this point, logically, she makes a good point. You're going to die either way. Why not take the chance? Okay. So George doesn't want to, but Scarlet says that she won't leave without him. And the three hold oh, hands. <laughs> so the three begin to hold hands and they jump down the hole. Uh, they land painfully, but they're alive. Uh, so they look around and Zed doesn't see any exits and freaks out uh, that everything was for nothing. He thinks that they're going to die in an empty room. Uh, however, Scarlet thinks about the phrase that has defined much of their journey as above, so below, and figures out that there is an exit on the floor. Scarlet uh, and George discover a manhole, and after figuring out how to get it open, now, how did they get it open? So it was, they were opening it upside down, so they had to, like, push down and, like, try and pull it to the side, because oh, they got, yeah. like, if you're on top of it. yeah. So they were, they were trying to pull it originally, and then they end up accidentally, like, pushing it, and it starts to move. And so they figure out that they have to push it, uh, basically because they're upside down. Yeah. Yeah. So they open it, and they climb through in the most trippy-ass shit I've ever yeah, seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and they find themselves back on the streets of Paris, and they quickly cover the manhole back up, sealing the entrance. And close that bitch up. <laughs> yeah, close that bitch. Zed exhales in relief and shock while Scarlet and George silently embrace. And uh, Zed just, like, walks away. Yeah, right? he, he <laughs> just walks away and doesn't say a word. I mean, granted, right, guys, I would, I'm too. Done. <laughs> I, I would, too. Like, you bitches got me into this shit. Fuck you. I never want to see you again. I'm going home. <laughs> like, I feel like, yes, one part of you would be like, I, can't, I don't believe what just happened. Just walk away. And the other part would be like, I don't know what the fuck just happened, guys. I think we should go to, like, a bar. Because yeah. <laughs> Let's get drunk. Um, so the final scene is Scarlett's earlier interview with Benji. And she says some people think uh, she is going after the Philosopher's Stone for fame and fortune, but it could not be further from the truth. Benji asks if that is what she is really after, the truth. Scarlett confirms that is what she is truly after. I want the truth, she says. And that's the movie. So, Av, now that we have seen the movie and now that we have talked about the movie, what did you guys think of As Above, So Below? Thinking back, it was so stupid. <laughs> Watching it? It was very stupid. Watching it several times for this? Yeah, I realized it's a great pick. But it's still a good movie to me. Like, I, I don't know. I still I think it. it was a great pick. I loved this good. movie. I'm glad, I'm glad it worked for you because it's you and, and I'm trying to impress you and scare soul, but... <laughs> <laughs> Here, I, I think my scare rating is based on how many times I had to look away. <laughs> and I looked away quite a bit this Okay. <laughs> specifically because I didn't want to see things. I my, knew things were going to happen and I did not want to see them. My only <laughs> flaw with this movie is how stupid these people were and the, how stupid the decisions they made were and how it was found footage. I don't like found footage. But other yeah. than that, I loved this movie. Like, this movie was a great pick in my book. Okay. 10 out of 10, would recommend. No notes. Nice. Here's my thing. I think great idea for a plot, but horrible execution. Like yeah, the whole I idea, wish they would have explained The whole idea more. of going to the catacombs and, like, each floor is a different rings of hell. That sounds amazing. That sounds so well done. 
But the thing is, they right. didn't do it well. It was so unclear what floor they were on. Yeah, they, they could have yes, done that. They could have done a lot more with that. They, they could have. Like, it didn't even have to be like, oh, this floor is um, lust. This floor is, I'm trying to find my note of what floors are now. Uh, also could have been longer. Anger, lust. Yeah. They didn't have to say each one, like, what the ring of hell is. But they could have just been like, oh, we're on floor two. Let's go. Looks like we're now on floor three. They didn't. They were just like, okay, we're going to jump down a whole bunch of holes and the viewer yeah. has to figure out what floor they're on because you had to count your way through. Yeah, and, and they went through it really fast. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I only knew about this because I did all my research and there were so many times I was like, wait, when did they when did they skip like five and six and just went straight to seven? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This could have made a good like like four hour long movie. Yeah. Um, it, they could have added so much more. This also could have like made a good like three part series. That's what I was yeah. kind of saying to Soul when we were watching it. Like, do you know how amazing it would be to be a series? Yeah. Like each episode they were on a different floor. They were yeah. dealing with a different um a different ring of hell. And like they had Somebody to should make a show like that. Yeah. Netflix, I have your first 30 pages <laughs> right here, and I promise no one will be stupid. <laughs> it would also be so much better personally for me if, like, they all, like, survived. Like, they had all, like, had character growth. Yeah. Based on, like, their experiences in their floor. Yeah, like, think how amazing it would be of a, of a series that each character had their own sin that they had to get over. Yeah. And that'd be amazing. That would be awesome. They all survive. Let's write a show, guys. <laughs> Let's do this. I don't like Netflix this whole surviving. For you. I don't like this whole surviving thing, though. I, I like death. Okay, okay, maybe. We yeah, can kill I off. think I think for sure some of them need to die. Can we, can we kill off like, like the bad ones? Some people like, are not strong enough to overcome. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll kill them off after their character arc. I count. We'll the straight I, ones. I call the right the lost floor. <laughs> Damn. As that would be a good one. As. Soul said, Netflix, we're coming for you. We have your first 30 pages right here. Um, I wonder what mine would be. Violence. <laughs> 100% <laughs> violence. Yeah, but don't like the like you have to be feel guilty about your sins. Depends. See, that's that's always tripped me up a little bit. Like the shows and the stories about how, well, it's not your sins that send you to hell. It's your guilt about your sins. Like you feel guilty about your sins. Your guilt is what torments yeah, you in hell and stuff. Like yeah. maybe yours is limbo. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Like maybe your mole. My biggest question has always been, how does that work for someone like me? <laughs> You're going straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You're actually on the throne. I'm be chilling with Satan right there in the fucking rocking chair. What up, Satan? <laughs> rocking chair because there's old. <laughs> Fuck you. I didn't mean it like that. I did. For You'll some just... reason, I just pictured Satan in a rocking chair, but I know it was just a regular wicker chair. And and, and any time another <laughs> damn difference. soul comes through, I'm just gonna lean back in my rocking chair, and all you're gonna hear is this. <laughs> can barely hear that. Right? <laughs> that was my chair creaking. Uh, I assume. Uh, you're just going to hear. <laughs> There's still nothing. That was, that was worse than last That was worse. <laughs> that was louder that time for me. So anyway. Um, so I give this movie a nine. Like as your rating? 
Yes, as my scare just rating. In, oh, like, your scare rating. Because I was going to say, like, there's a difference between the scare rating and the rating for the movie itself. It terrified me the fact of being so far underground. True. And, like, the cult thing and, like, I don't know. It was just scary to me. It was creepy. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do the uh, scary scale. So, um, this is a scale from 1 to 10. Um, basically, how we rank how scared we are watching this film and um one being not scared at all 10 being super duper fucking scared um it is not a ranking of what we thought about the film per se it's just how scared we were okay so soul what would you rate this seven seven peaks yeah i would say either six or seven okay and bray you said a nine yes i'm gonna give an eight wow yeah um (laughs) Claustrophobia is probably one of my biggest things, and um, I, I don't like tight spaces because yeah. I'm fat. Just <laughs> watching those kind of <laughs> movies give me like little panic attacks. Yeah, <laughs> like so, I, I'm actually going to give this one an eight. I'm mainly going to give it an eight because um, I have never actually jumped at a jump scare before, and oh. I jumped several times in this movie. So, um, I think the only jump scare that got me was the one. Where the lady with the baby jumps at Benji. Yeah. So bravo on this one, Bray. This was probably the scariest movie we've done so far. Cool. Yeah. So let's talk some box office. Okay. Anybody got some box office? Or am I going to need to look it up? So budget was 5 million. Box office worldwide was just under 42 million. Oh, wow. So it made money. Not amazingly, but it made money. Yeah, it it made money. It made its budget back, and I mean worldwide, that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good turn. So to um, look at this in, we're, let's break this down here. So the budget was five million, as you said, yeah, and um, it's opening weekend in the U.S. and Canada, which was August thirty first, uh, twenty fourteen. It made eight mil eight point six million. So it made its budget back in its opening weekend. And that is pretty cool. Like that's, that's pretty dope. It made its budget back in opening weekend. And then uh, in us and Canada, it made $21.3 million. And then gross worldwide, you said 41.8. What'd you say? Yeah. I think I said, I think I said just under 42 million. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So reading this, the entirety was 41 million, 800 and, $98,409 $98,409 gross worldwide. Sorry, just looking back in comparison, Sinister doubled that with $82 million. Mm. Well, I mean, that's Sinister. I mean. Yeah, that's Sinister. <laughs> that's why I was looking like, because Sinister, I'm pretty sure everyone knows. Yeah. So the runtime of this movie was actually an hour and 33 minutes. I thought it was longer than that. No, no. I oh, seem to remember they was, they was pretty short, and I was like, whoa, that was it. Hmm. Also, most of the movie is like in the last half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I don't like him. Yeah, the movie doesn't really start until like the last thirty minutes of it. Um. So, Teagues, you got some fun facts for us? Okay. Let's see if I have anything else that was already mentioned. Yeah. Not. Oh, this is the first ever production that they got permission to film in the catacombs from the French government. Really? Yeah. Uh, as promotion, PewDiePie traveled through the catacombs. Oh my god! I just, that was, <laughs> yeah, that's one of my lovely uh, fun facts for you. 
Yeah, I really couldn't get anything else on what I've already mentioned. Hmm. Most of my points were just about each of the floors and about the Inferno, hmm. which I tried to look into that, but then I saw that it was maybe a poem, but then maybe a full book. I'm not quite sure. Okay. I mean, I kind of got like a little something. So you know how we were talking about how um, Papillon's death resembles uh, Virgil's? Yeah. Well, I mean, Virgil was Dante's guide, and I mean, Papillon was Scarlet's guide, so. Oh, yeah. That's also a connection. Just thought I would point that out. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, this entire movie was really just a copy of, I'm, it's probably not Dante, but I'm just reading it as Dante, so. Dante's Inferno. That's what this entire movie was a copy of. Okay, cool. So, this week, we watched As Above, So Below. Whose turn is it to pick? Is it mine? Or was that last? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Whose turn is it next? To... Is it mine? I don't know. Has someone written this down? No. What was what was the one before this? Was it Hereditary before this? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So it was Teague's. And then before that was Zombievers. Okay, so yeah. It's nice. So yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker. So we are going to watch... No, no, it was it was, the last one we did was Zombievers, and the one before that was Hereditary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're but right. it still is. So we're gonna watch. Hmm. That's a great movie. <laughs> we'll get back to you on that. Ooh, I got it. No, 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 no. We're okay. gonna watch The Grudge. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. We're gonna watch The Grudge. Okay. <laughs> You don't want us to watch Scream? I am positive. We are going to watch The Grudge. We'll get to Scream. We will get to Scream. Well, you guys already know what my next one is, but I still really want to watch The Ritual, so that will probably be on my next time around after. Okay. That one was Skin Pedestrian. Yeah. (laughs) Or, no. No, that's the one with, like, that's... I don't even know how to explain. It's like the giant deer creepy thing. It's like a child of Loki. Child of Loki? It's a deer? I don't know how to explain this creature. (laughs) Okay. So everyone's homework is for the next one to watch The Grudge. (laughs) Will do. All righty. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we shall see you in the next one. Bye. Bye, everybody. Adios. Konnichiwa. Oh, that's hello. Oh, my bad. (laughs) I'll stick to German. Um, Auf Wiedersehen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh bye everybody okay i'm gonna stop recording yeah, yeah, just, now just end it just end <laughs> okay. it